today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, let's bring in Bill Brio, TV critic and author of the blog Brio.tv. He is with us now. Bill, thanks for the time. Hope you're well. Yes, I'm doing fine, Scott. And you? Uh, watching lots of TV, that's for sure. Good. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, have you seen any of the CNN special they're running on Sunday nights on late night TV? It's pretty oh, interesting. I sure, I sure am. The story of late night on CNN is fantastic. Uh, this coming Sunday will be the third episode, and this is the one that talks mainly about the rivalry between Leno and Letterman. Um, Bill Carter is the executive producer. He used to be at the New York Times. Wrote the book on the late shift. He's a good friend, and uh, I've got him on my blog, on my podcast right now, talking all about it at uh, Brio.tv. So it's great. If you love Carson or Letterman or Jimmy Kimmel, any of those guys, you've got to be watching this series. Uh, interesting to see, too, Bob Thompson from Syracuse University, who Bill Kelly often has on the show, uh, on that as well. Uh, very cool. Very well uh, very well done. So uh, be sure to watch that. Check it out on uh, CNN. Uh, obviously, uh, there was chatter a while ago about an SCTV reunion. I know you've done a piece on this. Can you give us an update? Yeah, it's changed in the last 24 hours, uh, and I'm happy to update you. So what happened was there was a tweet from Joe Flaherty. People remember him. He was Guy Caballero and the mm-hmm. Count uh, Choc, you know, Dracula and all that. You know, Flaherty was a head writer. He was very uh, instrumental to the show. So he tweeted that it looked like it was off, that he was dismayed that there wasn't going to be a, a documentary series. And this was something that three years ago today, the cast reunited on the stage of the Elgin Theater in Toronto. Yep. Jimmy Kimmel flew up and moderated the panel. And, uh, you know, they even had the crane from John K- Johnny LaRue's crane shot was in the theater. You know, <laughs> it, it was very cool. I was there and I, it was like a almost like a religious moment in that theater. Boy, it was fantastic. But the word was that Scorsese had either lost interest or moved on to other things and that the project three years later had been called off. Uh, not so. Apparently, according to two sources today, I've been reaching out to a lot of people and trying to nail this down, but uh, the folks at Insight, who are the ones who shot that reunion at the Elgin Theater, um, they say, no, it's on. It never was off. It's still a go. That Scorsese is just really busy, which he is. It's 78. He's shooting feature with Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro right now. Uh, but he will get to it, and just to be patient and... So there's joy in Mellonville, Scott. So is this, uh, talk about this uh, series. Is this a documentary series about the the show, or is this stuff uh, all in and around this reunion? Uh, what is it exactly that they are working on? You know, nobody knows for sure, but what's been explained to me is that the um, reunion show would be part of, but maybe a minor part of, that it was mainly a documentary about these great, talented people who all converged in Toronto and Hamilton and Edmonton, uh, where they shot a lot of this series uh, 45 uh, years plus ago, and and, uh, that it was definitely a history of that. And, of course, John Candy and Harold Ramis have since passed away. They were very integral to it. So Rick Moranis, who no one had seen for years, came back and was part of that reunion Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy are getting, mm. you know, rooms full of Emmy Awards now. Uh, Shit's Creek, what a year! And you guys. have to think too, Bill, that the the obviously success of Shit's Creek's got to push this along. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, it is on, and that's the latest word, and that's been confirmed a couple of sources. Um, and so I'm, I'm, Netflix is apparently going to uh, make a comment. They're the ones that commissioned it and will air it, along with CTV in Canada. They're going to have the Canadian window whenever it happens. But all I do know is Scorsese's not working on it right now, and, you know, it might be another year or two. You don't know, and that's not terribly unusual in television and film, but, um, you know, hurry up. We want to see this thing. So like AstraZeneca, it's just been put on pause. <laughs> exactly. Man, that's the <laughs> yeah. line right there. All right. Go, the, my head. That's right. The, the time between doses has just been extended here. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. All right, your thoughts on what's going on. Obviously, lots of news around Ellen DeGeneres, her uh, ending her show after 19 seasons. I didn't realize till I read up on this that the ratings are like literally half of what they used to be before all the controversy started. Yeah, and that's the real story, that the, the this show literally fell off a cliff when news surfaced uh, over a year ago that there had been uh, repeated abuse allegations uh, from staff members in terms of just being treated poorly uh, and that um, producers uh, were involved in this who have since been uh, fired. Uh, DeGeneres addressed all this before the show returned last fall, but it hasn't gone away. And uh, the ratings, aside from that very first show back, when people wanted to see her address this, uh, the ratings have completely fallen off the table. So, yeah, it's coming back for one more year, uh, and then that'll be that. So how does something, as you said, fall off a cliff like this? Because normally you can have some damage control, and, and I mean, she was a very, very popular host. It, it just seems the odd to go from 100 to zero and so quick, or at least 100 to 50. I think if your image is that you're like this ray of sunshine and it's the huggy place where celebrities go and are, feel safe and embraced and everything is rainbows and unicorns, and then word starts to travel that, well, maybe no, maybe not so much, maybe things aren't that sunny and happy on that set. So I think it's just more damaging when your public image and the allegations um, don't match up. Now, uh, uh, you know, DeGeneres stepped forward. She acknowledged things weren't great. She made a bunch of changes to the people running her show. And uh, apparently that you don't hear those allegations anymore. But, you know, once the stink's on there, Scott, it's pretty hard to scrub it off. Uh, many, I'm just uh, looking at a, a headline from the Los Angeles Times right now. Fans thank Dakota Johnson for ending Ellen DeGeneres' show. Uh, Dakota Johnson was making an appearance on her show a while ago. Uh, and I guess Ellen started jumping on her for not uh, inviting her to her uh, birthday party. And basically, Dakota stuck up for herself and said, well, no, you crapped so much on me for not inviting you last time. We invited you this time and you just never showed. And that seemed to be a turning point because it was as if all of a sudden Ellen was attacking her. Well, yeah, and that Ellen wasn't telling the truth, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah you, if you're going to make accusations, you better have your story straight. Uh, definitely, if you look on social media, there's a lot of tweets uh, hailing Dakota Johnson just for that, 
for for sort of say, hey, wait, wait a minute, that's not yeah. quite the case. So, you know, interesting, and um, this goes on in Hollywood all the time. Uh, it's a nasty business television, and you know, booking people and all the rest of it. But I think that's it. And, and DeGeneres, by the way, you know, has fifteen other TV shows. He's doing yeah. Game of Games and stupid game show TV things where people jump over puddles and whatever. And it just enough with Ellen, I think, you know, I think she was stretched pretty thin. Is this go, does this go into syndication or is it gone? I think it's the end. You know, I mean, it's not like judge Judy is in syndication right now. They stopped making judge Judy a year and a half ago, but it's still like a huge hit and it's on every day because you can, there's, 5,000 episodes, and you can watch yeah. them over and over again. Whereas, and it's not dated. Yeah, whereas I think the Ellen thing, you know, you watch Ellen because she danced uh, onto the set, and she did the happy dance, and if yeah, if, again, if the word is that, nah, I don't know, you know, then that's when it really does damage. We remember the late night wars, as you talked about on that CNN uh, series uh, between Leno and Letterman. Is Does this sort of thing supersede that? Is this bigger? DeGeneres' fate here. Um, You know, it's just separate. It's a daytime syndicated show. I think, though, it's interesting, Scott, if you think of the predicament that Letterman was in in 2009 when word came out that he was, like, literally, he was being uh, blackmailed. Yeah. He came on TV and said, look, yeah, I did have a sexual relationship with a member of my staff, and um, he took the black eye. If he had done that today, he would have been gone in a minute. I, I think in the environment mm. of hashtag Me Too and everything, the world has changed since then. And I don't think even Letterman, as popular as he was, could have uh, stood up to that kind of um, scrutiny. And even when you see him now, he was on Drew Barrymore's show about uh, three weeks ago as a guest. And Barrymore ran the clip of when she jumped on his desk and oh, yeah, him way, yes. way back, you know, yes. 20 years ago. And it was cringeworthy because you have this old man in a beard uh, <laughs> who is sitting with Drew Barrymore, and it just oh, you just think oh my God, Dave, no, don't go there. It doesn't work, and it's not funny, and you can't, you know, you don't want to be reminded of that. So uh, I just think that's what's different today. And Ellen, um, nobody has cut a lot of slack. You're either woke or you're not, and. Um, the, the jury has spoken of millions of people on social media. Now, that being said, uh, we started off this by talking about an SCTV reunion. You go back and look at some of those old shows, there's a lot of political incorrectness there. Will that translate? Well, th- th- this is a great point. And when, you know, the other day when it looked like it had been canceled, I started to speculate and say that, um, you know, this is that none of the cast members were people of color, uh, but which is true also of. Uh, Monty Python, or the yeah. Marx Brothers, or Laurel and Hardy, but you know it, it was of its time, and um, so you had cast members sometimes in blackface. You know, Perini Scorese, the Andrea uh, uh, <laughs> Martin played Indira Gandhi. You know, like yeah. it went on yeah. and on. So it seemed hilarious back then, but now it does. It just seems like it's a misappropriation and inappropriate. So yeah, you know. Do you think you that's to, got anything? Do you think that's got anything to do with why perhaps this is paused, or they're maybe picking a different direction? Um, there's a lot of uh, speculation, and and maybe, but you know, you can even now on CHCH they show an old episode of the of the Odd Couple 
Mm. They just run a disclaimer beforehand or bewitched yeah, or whatever, yeah. you know, saying times have changed. <laughs> a disclaimer before bewitched. Yes, <laughs> what is that? I don't know, you know. Honestly, I've seen the good, the, the odd couple one. Oscar brought in a family. He was running for office, and Felix decided to pair him with a, a family to make him look more family friendly. And it was a Ch- Chinese family, you know, mm. hearty mm-hmm. har har. So that was 1971. Don't work today. Don't you know that's ridiculous and offensive. And so, I think with SCTV, they simply would have to edit and cut episodes. It could be the music rights. You know, they, yeah. they you get so many broadcasts, and SCTV did a lot of music parodies. Elton mm-hmm. John and Joey Hetherington would there'd be Perry Como parodies. You know, so uh, it could be um, other things that are a factor. Second City went through uh, a bit of a scandal last year. The owner um, was uh, charged with um, racial uh, discrimination. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that there's a case there. And so there, there are some things that they're probably stepping around. But I, I do think, you know, if you looked at um, almost anything that was from 50 years ago, these things will come up. And the idea to still celebrate a very funny show I don't see anything that would stop that from happening um, as originally planned. Do you remember when Wendy O. Williams was on the show from the Plasmatics? Wendy O. Williams from the Plasmatics. <laughs> and was absolutely. topless, and they had the black bars across her chest. Oh, yeah. Now, oh, my. All those guys, um, Devo, I think. and uh, yeah, yeah. They had some pretty funny. That was in the Fishin, uh, the Fisherman's Law. Fishin' Musician. No, Fishin' Musician, wasn't Fishin it? Fishin' Musician, which was... Hilarious with John Candy um, making fun of the old fishing shows. Yeah, yeah, like there's a lot of stuff there that skates to the edge and over it. They mocked stuff left and right. It was fearless, which is why we loved it, but also where there may be some problems today. Bill Brio with his TV critic. Check out his site, brio.tv, uh, talking about everything uh, television. Uh, Bill, as always, thanks so much for the time. Be well. You too, Scott. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.